In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDESGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDESGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. The only thing better than watching TV is taking it personally. You guys, welcome back to Taking It Personally. So excited to talk about a little show, two episodes in that I can't get enough of. You may have heard it called Crappy Lake. I might be calling it Crappé. Potato, <laughs> potato. It's, You're saying it like Crappé. I think it's like, what was the Crappé? Crappé? What was the, what was the fish thing? Crappé? Uh, I don't, I don't remember. Whatever. It's a, there's something happening. It's a magical ride. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> AG Classic guest co-host, housewives, writer, culture commentator, and someone who accidentally texts Casey Rose Wilson now and again, Lewis Peitzman. Lewis, how are we? I'm kidding, so that only makes sense. If, if you, you listen heard, to it, and you better fucking have. Yeah, and to clarify, I do not text her intentionally. We're no, not, just by accident. It was a... It was a yeah, yeah, if you want to hear us talking about sexting and um, what's his name? Ryan's dick and stuff, yeah, you can listen it, to that the was episode the, we just recorded. Yeah, that was not what I texted. Okay, anyway, it's... <laughs> It's it's fine. We what a can, way to start yeah, an episode. Crappy Lake. Crappy Lake. Crappy Lake. So listen, news comes out. Crappy Lake is happening. What is your thought? Well, I think initially it wasn't a Bravo show. No, that's what I was saying to somebody yesterday. It wasn't. It, it was wasn't. E, which is one of the properties owned by NBC Universal. Yeah. So I think that I was kind of whatever about it. Um, was that because it was being branded under E and not Bravo <sighs> that it felt like yeah it just felt a little bit also like kind of like sad trombone like they can't get it together and they're gonna just like they're they meaning bravo but also like they can't you know they can't get luann and sonia back on a proper show and luann and sonia can't get on a proper show so now they're doing something on e i'm sorry to e but like that is i think lvp had a show there too yeah, it's not so much an exclamation point as a question mark. Correct. And so, but then when I was like, it's going to Bravo, it suddenly was like, okay, well, they're, they obviously think it's a good show. They obviously think it's like worth airing mm-hmm. and kind of building their Sunday night New York schedule around. Mm-hmm. Um, so that piqued my interest. And then, um, yeah, I mean, like, as it was like getting closer and closer, I certainly was more excited about it. I, it's not necessarily like my kind of show. I love Simple Life. Like I do think it's like 
a great fish out of water. You know, I think it could be a great um, jumping off point for reality comedy. But I guess like I'm just more of a housewife purist. Like I don't necessarily want to see them in that context. Or that's how I felt about it. Huh. Um, watching it, I really enjoyed it. Okay, there we go. But I think that like it's not something that I would naturally say this is what I want to see them do. If New York had still been conti- trigger warning, if <laughs> the reboot hadn't happened and New York was continuing season 14 with who knows who, but also Sonia and Lou in the cast, how do you think that would have changed your response? Would it have made you potentially more excited? Having I not probably wouldn't episode? watch. Oh, because you're already getting Because them. I also feel that way about it's like Rebo- about this is a terrible spin-offs? this is a terrible example because like. I would never have watched this, but like Jackson, Brittany take Kentucky or whatever. It yeah. feels like a similar kind of thing where I'm like, ouch. Well, I mean, it's different cause it was like her family and it was like, but it was like Jax was like in the country right. and like, I just city don't, mouse, country mouse. I don't, I don't know. And I, I, I think I don't usually watch spinoffs. Um, I, do I ever watch spinoffs? I watched, um, the first episode of Porsche's cause I reviewed it. Oh, okay. Um, I watched Tamara getting married. I watched, obviously, Teresa getting married, which was but that part was, of New Jersey. I feel like it was supposed to be a spinoff, and then maybe they decided that Louie didn't deserve that. Yeah, but, um, th- and thank God for that. I watched Nini getting married. I watched Candy getting married. I'm a, I was later to Housewives than you, so a lot of these I was not watching the shows at the time. Mm, I watched all of Bethany's spinoffs. Because I, 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 I came into better. it so late. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I watched any of the house I spin off. So you were not necessarily someone who was like betting your bottom dollar on crappy, like potentially being an artistic creative success. No. Let's say. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to be the voice of like, not negativity. Cause I did like it a lot, but I'm going to be the less enthusiastic voice. Mm. And cause I just feel like it's good to have, <laughs> it's good to have a counterpoint. I guess. I thought it was, I thought it was very good. I also feel like I was so happy to have them back on TV that yes. I would have watched anything. Yeah. And that, like, that's a normal reaction, too. Mm-hmm. Um, they both... This is what I was talking about in the episode that everyone obviously listened to mm-hmm. of Andy's Girls, where I was like, they both feel like they really want to be there, and they're so game yes. in a way that, like... It doesn't feel like they're putting it on. Like, it feels like they really are excited about doing this. And, like, that is so enjoyable to me to watch. Yeah. Whereas if it were just, like, them kind of stomping around being, like, I'm used to finer things in life, I would be bored. They're not tapping out. They're doing a tap dance. Like, Like it's Like, Luann truly... putting her hand in that catfish. That was honestly, like, some sort of Jaws meets Free Willy, like... But also adventurer. That was like almost sci-fi. So can I? Can the way I tell that you she that tackled I... that fish, the way she she triumphed. That was our Little Mermaid moment. I except I guess that's you know. I looked up Triton's... noodling last night. Which one was noodling? Noodling is what the, is that fishing with your hands? Oh right, right, that is noodling. Yeah. Um, or feet, bare hands or feet. I looked it up last night because I was so disturbed by the practice that I had to know more about it. Yeah, I and forgot let the me, name of it. Yeah. Let me read you this brief thing that I found oh, from a, section, a Wikipedia page. There's a whole section on dangers, okay? Of noodling? Yes. Well, that guy lost a finger. 
I thought that was a joke. Well, actually, it's not. I don't listen. think it is a finger. I don't think it other is a joke. Other than drowning or being injured by underwater hazards, noodlers <sighs> face other physical threats, including the potential for fatal injury caused by other forms of aquatic life, maybe residing in the abandoned holes of cavity-spawning catfish, wow. such as snapping turtles, snakes, beavers, and alligators. Is this their submersive? Is that what you're saying? I'm, that's what I'm saying. And then there's this part. Just putting your hand in the water then. to grab it of. They're putting. They're, no, they're not putting in the water. They're putting it in the hole. The catfish burrow in holes. They're putting <gasps> their hands in there. Oh. And when the catfish like oh defensively God, gag. bites onto their hand, they they grab it by the gills and they pull it out. You guys, not because I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> it's just the texture. Okay, one more, one more thing to share with you. The mortality rate per capita for noodling indicates that it is extremely dangerous in comparison to other forms of fishing. What is it like two percent? I mean. I'm sure it's not two percent, but I mean, like fishing is very safe, so I'm sure. It, except for like, you know, with like, the if you perfect storm fishing, right? But like n- normal fishing is safe. Um, noodling and related deaths have been reported. Can we not talk about this? I'm done. The point <laughs> is, all all I'm trying to say is that like I was impressed by how game they were, and then I yes. read about noodling, and I was like, wow, they sh- are legends. It could have been the series, you know, <laughs> could have been finale. Can you imagine, <laughs> like? I just like imagine that Lou losing a hand. The I would PR disaster not. for Bravo if it were like <laughs> so. The Countess Luann <laughs> has lost a hand inside a catfish, <laughs> and we are going to cancel the show. Um, wow. They wouldn't have aired the show if she'd lost a hand. I don't think. I don't know. Or maybe how she would have worked. Maybe she would have been like, "I lost a hand for this." I think she is a performer in every way, and I think. This episode of taking it personally has really begun in a <laughs> that I don't love. I have to tell you. Okay, so first it was me being like not even. Let's talk warm, about the stages of grief of me really me, not thinking anything other than you being critical. like super psyched. But I am psyched. Okay, like, I really, I, like, I really do enjoy it. I think that like I also feel like I like that it's half an hour. Yes. I don't necessarily love watching a half hour back to back. I think it'll be better when it's one episode. I think that it was good for last night. And I think the thing with shows is that they drop like four episodes sometimes to be like, we're going to get you hooked. But the thing is, you're just making me exhausted. Yeah. You're making me tired. I think that I, I think that I am excited about it being a one half hour a week. It's very, it's like a good pace. I'm glad they're not dropping it all at once. I'm glad that it was just like, um, cause I also like, I'm a big believer in the, a form we have lost, which is the half hour television series. Yes. Like so many shows that should be half an hour. I, I love, I just like that. You know, I think it's an insane show for crazy people of which I am one, <laughs> but like, it makes me sad when I see that it's 45 minutes because that show should be half an hour to me. Maybe what we're missing on. And just like that is Carrie going noodling. We'll probably see Maybe that we're missing is some editing, but yeah. but she like like specifically any scene set in Los Angeles. Um, oh my god! But I do feel like there's something like and Ted Lasso, which is a show that I quit because it was I couldn't handle it. Um, was a half hour series that like became an hour long series. And it became like an hour plus long I, series. I mean, it's sick. It's sick. What's happening? So I, <laughs> when I see a show that's like a 22 minute plus commercial it's show, a I'm breath like, of fresh God air. bless you. I mean, we were texting about this because I was like talking about what I needed to watch before we recorded because I had to catch up on stuff because I didn't watch TV in Rhode Island because I guess there like isn't there TV. Isn't there, yeah. <laughs> there was just a lot of stuff like... going on. Um, and I was thinking like, could it be 44 minutes plus commercials? It could. And then you were like, it's a half hour. And I said, God bless. God bless us. God yeah. bless it us would be, It would be a lot if it were a full hour. I can't remember the exact order of the lineup, but they're doing Atlanta, New Roni, and Crappy Lake all in one night plus Watch What Happens Live. So it's like they wouldn't be able to do all of that 
if it were an hour long. How does that make sense? Are I you sure it's, that it's uh, Crappy Lake is going to be on a Sunday? And also New yeah. York should never be on a Sunday. And I'm very oh, upset about this? it. I knew that I New York was going to be on. Oh, wait, that does make sense because Crappy Lake was last night and we're recording this on Monday. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I don't remember the exact order. I think it's 8, 9, 10, and then 10.30 is Watch What Happens Live to 11. So I would assume that it would be... I think it's I think it's I th- Atlanta, then Roni. So that's Roni into... Because the more prestige hour is the 8 o'clock hour. So it would be Atlanta at 8, Roni at 9. Continuing the New York idea, it, that would make sense to do crappy think, at 10 and then watch what happens it at might, 10.30. It might be the other way around. It might be Roni, then Atlanta, and like That makes less sense. I, that doesn't make much sense to me either. I, I, I know, but it's some version of that. And then starting Watch What Happens Live, I guess, a little bit later. So you said you weren't a Simple Life fan? Or no, you I was. I was. Okay. I mean, I came to that later, but like I... um, I really think Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie are reality icons and should be celebrated as such and both like as we as we know now like so much smarter than we thought they were or yes. that society treated them as yeah and like they we were, believed the they performance. were playing they were playing characters right and we I didn't know like, that they were i think if you like watch it now or see clips of it it's so obvious clear that they're in on the joke right um and yeah i mean like that was a great show a show that like was of its time and mm-hmm. it's such a perfect time capsule that I don't think should be replicated now. And I do feel like this show is like obviously inspired by that, but not that show. Yeah. Um, watching it. I also appreciated that more because like, there's more of like an actual storyline as to why they're there. Yeah. That, like whether I'm, yes, I'm sure it was like worked out with pr- production. It's all part of this plan, but it makes sense. There's like an actual plot reason for them to be there. Right. And, and it's not. And I, I fully believe that like, there was an economic downturn to their town caused totally. by COVID. It's like very real. What is also, I think, very helpful is that the producer is from that town. So there's an understanding yeah. there. He has an emotional investment in making sure that the people of the town are not shown at, like the the punchline should always be essentially Lou and Sonia. It should not be the um, people who are the residents of this. Yeah. And so making sure that focus is clear is helpful and I know a lot of people compared it to a simple life which I which I understand but I also thought it's giving me like big jury duty energy which is a show on Amazon freebie that if you haven't watched you should watch it eight times one and of the greatest shows of all time one of the greatest shows so uplifting so positive an achievement. And a literal achievement and so fucking funny and not to say that this is at jury duty levels because it doesn't need to be and it wasn't conceived as such but it does also like make me feel good like from what I remember of A Simple Life, which I haven't seen in a very long time, it's it was like funny, but I didn't feel yeah. positive as a result well, of it, except for being the entertained. Jo- the this, joke was on. This could be the joke a was little on, bit closer to feel good. It seemed like the joke was on Paris and Nicole at some times, but like they were always making fun of the locals. Like that was that was more of what was actually which I don't happening. love. Yeah, but reality TV, you have to remember, was so much meaner back then. Yeah, it was very. It was cruel. so very so cruel. mean. It's so crazy to watch. Like even like. Especially if you watch a show like Top Chef, which like has what it's become. Top Chef has become, and like I at some point wanted to write about this because I think it's really fascinating. Like that all reality competitions have become about celebrating each other and mm. working together, and like they're supportive. Achievement. And every, every judge is like kind, and no one's yeah. going to be a Simon Cowell asshole. But like that was the mode back then in the in the early two thousands. Um, was to be a dick. Was to be a dick, and I think like. Like, I think of, like, Bake Off as being one of those shows that really caught on here and, like, made all other reality shows nicer, in a way. Like, but there's a lot that goes into that. And I think, like, you're right. Like, 
Crappy Lake is much more sincere. Yeah. In a way. And like, it never seems like they're making fun of the people. Like they're, they're like they're not talking shit about the place that they're in. Right. And I think that that focus, like the clear delineation of that is incredibly helpful. And there are so many moments where I just feel so happy, where it feels like a little bit of a gift for those of us who are still processing New York stuff and just or and or simply miss seeing two Bravo celebrities who are a huge reason for the continued success of Bravo. I mean, like Sona joining season three. Lou having lived about 46 lives that we have seen so many different chapters <laughs> and so many of that we haven't. the count and so many that we haven't and so many that we're probably grateful that we have not <laughs> um but just see them just kind of together I mean there was that moment I know it's been discussed but where they're like landing their quote-unquote private plane which was very small for a PJ but um they're they're well it's not a jet that's probably why they're like that caused me so much anxiety that time too tight too teeny you know tiny. I'm a, you know I'm in a fear of flying program now at Hofstra are you well it's virtual but yes that's still a program. It doesn't have to be inside of a plane. I have my right? next session on uh, Wednesday. So are, is it going to be exposure therapy? Yeah, it's exposure therapy, but it's virtual. So you're virtually on the plane? So the like it's it's like basically like I'm like man he's I'm visualizing he's like talking to me and then there's then I pick up a reality virtual reality set and then it's like <gasps> actual scenarios. Did that they way. send you the set? No, I have to go pick it up. And Do you then, get to keep it? No. Oh, and then I have, Monster, I have come on. I have to give them my credit card so that I don't steal it because they I just, it's free, but I have to like give Are them Are you getting paid for this? No, but it's they're It's um, therapeutic. So it's like well, they're, incredible. No, they're um for research. It's for research. So like it's not it's free, but like it used to cost a few thousand dollars to do this because it's like a whole program. And then I have my graduation flight. You get to choose where you fly? Yeah, you you fly anywhere, but you have to book a flight before your first session to like show your commitment to it and like make sure it's in the within a month of finishing where are you flying to portland maine we're going to maine we're going to maine yeah out of anywhere well i wanted it because i Shout I, out maine. I can't take a vacation so i was like a weekend trip and so i wanted to go somewhere that was close enough and also because i don't know how well the therapy's gonna work so i don't want to be i don't want to you don't want to be on a six hour flight wait but could you have booked paris yeah <gasps> But I, I'm, I not, develop, I'm not going. I, well, I'm not I used going to be to, very. I used I'm not to be going very to Paris scared. for a weekend, though, and I'm not going to Paris without taking a Xanax on that flight. Wow. We'll uh, see. Anyway, different lives. But different I, lives. but I haven't really started yet in earnest, and therefore I was really stressed out watching that flight. Well, understanding that that flight and Mazel Tov to you, for, and that's great. Thank and you. I think you still should um, steal that VR and just see what happens and say it's on the plane. I think it's, um, I think it's just an Oculus. I don't even know what that is. It's, it's a like, mall. You can. I mean, it's fine. I don't yeah. care. Um, <laughs> shout out technology. Sorry about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I truly do not. I had to finally accidentally join Reddit this weekend because I needed to like see something, and it was like just it was like a Bravo related thing, and it was like because it's for not intended for young people, you have to sign yeah, up. And yeah, I was like, yeah. you fucking dick! Like it's you so know, annoying. it's like a dumb thing about a random Bravo Lebanese, yeah. and it was super dumb. And now I technically am on Reddit, which yeah. I will never return to again. But anyway, circling back as that plane did not because it landed safely and everything was okay. Yeah. Um, the moment where Lou is seeing a crowd of people below yeah. ready to welcome her and is saying, oh, there are protesters is like one of the most New York things that I have seen on television of late. I laugh my ass off. I cannot talk about it enough. I think it is. It was so funny and so delightful and honestly 
pretty reasonable. And I just I didn't even think about it until she talked about it on Watch What Happens. Like the idea that she thought that they were protesting the show. I just thought as a New Yorker that there <laughs> that was like a, a protest. random yeah, yeah, unrelated protest. Yeah, <laughs> social, yeah. Like action or social yeah. good related pro- or someone was like protesting and couldn't get shoes or something. Like it was just like it could have yeah. been outside of Bergdorf. I thought, it, I, didn't, I, didn't, I thought it was like a, like a random demonstration. Right. So did I. And I was like, that is so funny. And like it's it was honestly it was honestly honest honest and earnest and like oh that's probably you know like what that is i i just was like this is the show for me and this is what i want to watch and the tension underneath a little bit maybe not just on watch what happens but like lou is a certain personality type sonia is like a road runner like sonia is so hard to track down and so on top of everything just like as a personality type which is great, but it's not really like a sparkle. It's like yeah. a deluge at times, but she's very funny and very quick is really interesting to see them play off each other. Cause they're obviously appreciative that they're on the show, but also like Sonia can be a lot and like Lou can sometimes be a princess. Sonia does feel to bring it back to what we're talking about. in these girls more sober on this show than we've seen her on New York in a while. Well, I also think, I guess she had that sober season. But yeah. you know what I mean? She's, yeah. she's a very different energy when she's not drinking a lot. Like, it's a totally different vibe. Yeah, and I think it's also a different kind of show to be on with New York, which is really often about an environment of yeah, I don't, partying in that yeah. way. It's, it is, I think, a better idea for Sonia to sort of be out of that universe because oftentimes that, you know, releases a certain kind of emotion that we have seen her... Um, exhibit and this is so nice because it's like the attention's on them they don't need to fight with five other people for camera time or like get annoyed at new people joining the show or cast it's like you know that there are only two people who are stars aside from obviously the ensemble which are the residents right um but you know that like you have been picked and you have been chosen and I think there's a little bit of a weight that's taken off of that point because like Everyone and their mother knows that they're going to deliver. These are two pros. And also, you don't have to fight for camera time. The camera's you always going to be on you. you don't, and you don't have to fight. The, the two meanings of that. You're not fighting to be on camera. Right. But you're not fighting to get a scene on camera. You're not actually like right. fighting with each other. And I think that's like something that I really think about a lot in terms of like whenever a new trailer is released for a Bravo show, it's always mm. like people are waiting for that moment in the trailer where it turns into fighting. Yes. Which is like usually like the first half is like fun scenes yeah and, and then them. it's and just it, boiling right. water yeah and like i don't know if you ever ended up watching the crappy lake trailer because like, you, you famously not watched it. it um it's there's not they're not fighting i not not because not, of any kind of like anything but i just i honestly just kept yeah, forgetting and, the and then i was like the show is literally they're not premiere. they're it's not fight, as far as i can remember they're not fighting in the trailer and i don't think they're gonna fight on the show Nor and they're obviously they. in great and it's like oh yes conflict can actually be about things other than actually fighting with each other like conflict can be like we have no AC in our car and it's like causing me a lot of distress yeah. as it would cause me, as, as you know, I mean, hello. a tremendous amount of distress. Um, like that's conflict. Like that moves the plot forward too. And I think like the conflict is circumstance. It's not necessarily right. personality it, it, war it, in the same way that I appreciate, you know, orange County for having some lower stakes fights. Yeah. I appreciate this show for like not being boring, but not being drama centric not being fight centric shout out to astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples 
Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorinda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes, so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash Girls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash Girls. Sign up today. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. (laughs) Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time (laughs) with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Believable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel 
great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Yeah, and there's like a curiosity that they both seem to have about like this environment that they're in and like even showing up to that motel. And I was like looking at that motel. I was like, oh, that's a motel. I mean, it's a clean motel. It's a motel. You know, the ways that they're trying to like just kind of navigate and figure this out because they're not in St. Bart's right now, but right. they know what what it is that they signed up for and they know that there's a greater purpose. I mean, like, what better way to feed your ego than to say we want to build a show around the two of you because we think that you're like comedy, you know, phenomenal. Comedy phenomenal is what it is. Comedy uh-huh. phenomenal. Commonomenal. Uh-huh. Commonomenal. We think that you're commonomenal and <laughs> we think that you're like breakout stars and we also know that like you're not going to be back in New York and, you know, you're killing the game and also you're going to be like doing good for people while you're here it's feeding every aspect i think like this, philanthropic yeah i do think the show fame. happened totally outside of their normal i don't think it was i think it was totally it was not a bravo show at all as we talked about right i think it came to them totally separately but because of bravo i think it was a totally separate thing that they pitched to bravo i think the producer pitched to whomever right or production I think, company I think pitched that, to whomever yeah and but i think it's it. one of those i think it's one of those things where like i think that lvp's new hulu show i'm sure was pitched to bravo first because right. they have first really rights of whatever for yeah. like their cast so i assume it was a similar thing with crappy lake where it was a project they were working on on the side mm. and yet it was one uh, unlike hulu this is one of the properties that's under the umbrella of which, you know, Bravo also But I'm exists. saying, like, even before it was E, I think it was, like... Anywhere. I think it was, like, a producer being, like, I want to make yeah. this show with you. Which, not, not that's not flattering, but I think, like, it's a different kind of thing. It's, like, I think that they... I don't think it came from, like, their normal people. You know what I thought was interesting? And please correct me if I'm wrong, because I 100% could be wrong. I don't think they ever uttered the phrase Real Housewives of New York not once. People would say, I saw you on TV. I've seen you on TV for years. These are, but I don't remember them ever saying Real Housewives of New York, which I thought was interesting. You would think that would be said every 15 seconds. I think that that one local said Beverly Hills Housewives. Yeah, but right. So like that would even still back this up. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I think it was... It was good too. Like I, th- what I've liked about Girls Trip is that there obviously a lot of a lot of fourth wall breaking. It's like mm. kind of the whole point of the show, and they talk about being housewives and they talk about the show. And like this was kind of more of a classic style of like Luann talking about her friendship with Sonia, and then flashbacks to Roni, but yes. not saying like when we're filming like Houses of New York. Right. Like, I think it was actually a good idea to keep that separate. Yeah, they were um, able to, I guess, transfer universes. And I don't know how this all happened they may have filmed 
this before it was bought by Bravo. I don't know for sure how that all happened. I don't know how TV production works, but it's possible this was put together before it was a Bravo property and mm-hmm. they may not have known how much they would be able to even show of yeah. Housewives. I mean, I think it was honestly a home run because it's one of those shows that I can just watch and enjoy. And like that can be difficult on Bravo where sometimes like the feeling bad of it all is one of the secret ingredients. And this is like they're just going to be crazy and Sonia's going to be a lot. And also they filmed the show for like at least five weeks. So which is like an actual commitment. And that's like like, every show now is that's a legit every show now is like you get a week. You get a week or two weeks. Eight days. Look at Girls Trip. Even Martha's Vineyard, which I thought was like a great show, my one complaint is it was way too short. Mm. They filmed that for not even two weeks, I don't think. What? Yeah. The entire the because entire Martha's first Vineyard season is different than Summer House films all summer, not or like a, for a few like a couple months at least. But the difference between that is that they live in New York and they just go into the Hamptons on the weekends, okay. whereas like Martha's Vineyard is not as easily accessible. You don't like commute back right. and forth. So you had to stay there. But still, you would think that that would be a longer period of time. I got No, it. and like That's they filmed in August, I believe. So it's like we're oh. hopeful that they'll get a pickup and they'll film again. But I also right. was hopeful they would film for longer. Yeah, that's crazy. They had true. cast members like coming and going. And I was like, there's only like a few episodes of the show. Like, why aren't you there the whole Sticking time? Sticking it out. Yeah. Um, anyway, tangent. Um, Crappy yeah, I think, I think five weeks, like, like whatever, however long it was, like it's a real commitment i mean i think all of it speaks to like their professionalism and like yeah these are pros i think that's great i tweeted you're not you're not on twitter i did not not thread it um because i don't cross post i don't believe in that (laughs) that like this is a show where like i want bravo to let you like stream the raw footage Mm. because i would like put it on and fall asleep to it like i just want to like like can you imagine a lullaby it's so calming like i just like want to like spend time with them yeah and like I haven't felt that about anyone on Roni in so long. Mm. It's been so dark, and like I do think Luann and Sonia are such a good pair when they're not on Roni because, yeah. like, like it was like, and like I don't know, like they both have these like dark sides, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily bring that out on each other. And their whole press tour has been so there have been such a delight on their press tours, yeah. and they felt like really sharp and really. I mean, Luann's always sharp, but Sonia, you know, can have different modes right and she's felt really like on it i think they just bring out the best in each other in a way that i'm like pleasantly surprised by whereas like if it were luann and ramona that would be a mess. we'd be in hell right or if it were like sonia and dorinda we'd be in a different kind of hell not great um yeah the casting here was incredibly important perfect. it was like spot on um yeah i want me to tell you something about this show um off mic Oh, great. Okay, can't wait for that. I just that. don't want to forget so to tell you. so fun for listeners. They love it. They love it. I'll <laughs> tell them too. They can DM me. Incredible. Um, one of the, I read a um, shout out to uh, the Daily Beast Obsessed, um, read their kind of recap and review of the um, first two episodes, which was incredibly positive. And it was a delightful read, uh, by the way. Um, but the thing that was mentioned in the article that I really connected with, because I felt that too was just honestly the sense of like flirting as a masterclass. Yes, absolutely. Luann in that fucking <laughs> firehouse with that fireman talking about working out, show me where it is. I was like, this woman could teach me so much. Yeah. I, I am in fact learning right now. This is my learning annex. And Sonia's just like, let me fuck that guy from New Orleans because 
I like the charm of the town. Like, also fantastic. Yeah. I just think the ways that these different women express sexuality is incredible. And I also think when it comes to this weird repositioning of women after a quote unquote certain age, the ways that women are oftentimes seen or expected to be less sexual than men of the same age is a thing that happens on TV and IRL. And to see these women take, as we have seen for so many seasons on New York, take such full ownership of like getting fucked or of flirting or of dating or whatever else. And just having full agency of that is delightful and also they're great at it like they're great at flirting they're great at charming like it's just it's wonderful to watch I really enjoyed it yeah I totally agree those scenes were great um I think that you're right about the way and it's interesting because I think Luann and Sonia of the New York Housewives are the ones that are who are the most sexual in terms of like I can't think of any others who really trying to think I don't know that's a good question in recent years yeah Sonia definitely yeah um but like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like once Luann like brought that guy home to their where they were staying and told mm. told Heather not to be uncool. Be cool. Like I feel like it. I feel like she kind of planted her flag in you know being a woman of a certain age who loves sex and yeah. loves men. Um, I think that that uh is great and important to see and fun to watch. Um, and I I do hear you. You know, we talked about sort of like you know, younger casts and what does that mean? What are we missing out on by not having, you know, women over 50? Mm. So I hope that Jenna Lyons is really slutty on Roni reboot. Well, I'm concerned about the, I don't remember if we talked about this on AG Classic, but I am slightly concerned about uh, Jenna possibly being a little bit alienated by the rest of the cast. And I do think that maybe personality is a factor just in her not being like as, um, much of an extrovert maybe as some of the other people in the cast and so she kind of references that in this like huge New York Times uh feature that came out in the last week or two that makes me a little bit nervous because I don't want her to get alienated and some of that might be like a certain kind of like quasi wasp energy like yeah, a certain I kind of like I don't want to fly commercial whatever else yeah. like people are going to have the I right to have feelings I about she, it but... I think the worst case scenario is that she has a Camille grammar first season but, and I don't think that she would be coming across as nefarious as, no. <laughs> as Camille would, but I just in the sense as of pernicious. like, yeah, just in the sense of, oh, right. Did I say, that's what I meant well, to say, <laughs> um, <laughs> words and stuff. But I, I do think it, it wouldn't be in that way. I don't yeah. think it would be as much of a, a personality difference with negative connotations associated with that alienated personality i just think it might she might not gel initially but no but or or a luann first season like i feel like people who come yeah, on the call show me Mrs. And De La people come on the show and point. like are a little bit too snooty mm-hmm. end up getting taken down and then realize how they look and they transform themselves right. and i think like i think jenna Lyons is enough of a name that i think she will be if okay. they continue this cast i'm sure she will be on it you yeah. know i think they will want her to keep being on it so Anyway, I, she's a 55, which I love. We love. We stand. Um, and I hope that she, I don't think she can flirt as well as Luann can. Well, no one can. I hope that she, you know, gets to have fun on the show. Yeah. I mean, I just overall, honestly, was incredibly delighted by all things crappy crappe. And I, I came it was what being I like, being like, I'm going to be a voice of being less enthusiastic. And, and I think I only said did. positive things. I truly did. No, I mean, I, I, my, my point is more that my point was just that, like, I think that the ecstatic reaction 
is largely is is very heavily informed by how much we miss them. Totally, but that's fine. I'm not saying that's a mark against the show. I'm saying that like there are other factors even, at play. I can't even judge it objectively because I'm just like I would watch them do anything at this point. Yeah, and I I'm excited for it, and I'm excited to have a show that like is enjoyable to watch. And sometimes we don't really know how things are going to land or be received or anything else. And it's always like a breath of fresh air to see the Bravo community online and IRL be like, "This is great. I'm enjoying it." Because divisiveness is one of the core components of the Bravo community so often, and it's nice to just be like, "You know what? This makes me feel good, and I think we deserve it." We've had so many bad seasons be... and so many bad franchises, and like. Like, we just deserve to look at the show and be like, it's giving me what I want, which is to feel good. And it's going to be so unpleasant next weekend, I feel. <laughs> I feel like the reactions to New Roni are going to be so divisive. Like, so, so you know, all over the place that I mm-hmm. think I'm excited that this was, like, an overwhelmingly positive thing. Yeah, and that it happened the week before, I think, is really important, too. That it was like, you're yeah. going to be okay. It's yeah. the, it's the, it is the literal the wink and the hope and the comfort blanket to Bravoholics, you're going to be okay. And filming with the OG spiritual otherwise will continue in some form. Like there are other possibilities and shows that you might not have expected, but can certainly appreciate. I'm glad that this was the pairing and not if they had somehow worked the timing out. I think it would have been a mistake to have new Roni and some version of legacy at the same time. Agree. It would have been way too much like, I don't know that that was their plan. It was. I don't know that was their plan either. But it would have been a mistake. But it would have been a mistake. Hundred percent. And I, there was a time when I thought, like, is that what they're saying? Like two right divergent shows airing at the same time. That would have been a lot for us. That would have been a lot, and that would have been like the comparisons would have been really, really hard. Yeah, I agree. I think that this crappy lake being also a very low stakes show, and it seems like Brony reboot is going to be a low stakes first season, is a good pairing. Yeah. Versus like whatever drama they're going to bring on legacy. Yes. And I think that as much as people like look at conflict and look at those trailers, as you said, the, I think if New York had been like really heavy and really like conflict heavy, the reboot, I mean, it would have been too much for us because I think some of us are still processing like a little bit of emotional exhaustion from VPR from New Jersey. And it's so like, that's what, that's one of the reasons if you want to look at Orange County, there are many factors into enjoyment. And I think one of them is that like, this isn't New Jersey. This isn't VPR. This is like a different universe, different stakes. I think it would, we would it be careful what you wish for. I think with like a conflict heavy first season of the reboot. Well, I, (laughs) I gotta say, like, a conflict-heavy season of any show I find very hard. Because, like, I watched Dubai and I was like, who are these people and why are they fighting? Because it was, yeah. like, so... But that in- wasn't really conflict-heavy. That was just, like, not felt, great television. It felt conflict-heavy when it wasn't boring. Okay. Whatever it is, I think it's, like, I do think a first season should, like, ease you into things. Yeah, and it's, like, we're just getting to know these people and we haven't seen New York in a minute, both the city and the universe. And so it's, like, let's just try to, you know... The idea of like love language being conflict, the important word there, I would say, is love. So it's like we need to fall in love with these people first before we introduce stakes in other ways. We need married to med conflict. Well, that can be extremely conflict heavy. I, I know, but, but they should—they should be so lucky to be compared <laughs> to Married to Medicine. I don't know that that's but they ever always, happen. But they always come together at the re- reunions. They do always come together at the reunions, but that's also like based on years of relationship. I mean, like no, I know that's, Simone yes, and they've Jackie. Earned, they've earned it. They've earned right. it. They've the fact that it. it's like literally called Married to Medicine. Ugh, I mean, is a big show. part of it too. The best show. We have to end on that. The absolute best show. If you're not watching, I mean, crappy, crappy, Married to Medicine. What I will say is, like, 
there's unfortunately going to be a period because of the writer's strike where there's not a lot of TV happening. But that's an opportunity. That's a great time to catch up on Married to Medicine. 100%. And don't be one of those people who's like, oh, Phaedra's on. I'm going to start watching it now. No, you're not going to get it. you have to see the arcs of these people. You're not going to get it. And a big part of this, even though she's no longer on the show, is like the Mariah factor. Yep. And so you're going to want to understand that process. Also noting that, you know, she was one of the reasons that the show became a show. She so. would love to, She will never let you forget that. She will never let you forget that. And crappy crappe, what a memorable episode. What an interesting ride this tip has been. My God, so fascinating. Louis Peitzman, tell the AGs where to follow you on your 15,000 different I'm not going to do it channels. again because you made fun of me last time. <laughs> do um, it. Do follow, it. Purple Unicorn. Follow me on book. Twitter. Okay. Because I'm still using that one. <laughs> I I'm love on, that you you push Twitter. Well, because that's the one that I like post to most. I'm yeah, on the we others. really want to encourage people to be on Twitter. Well, whatever. <laughs> like, shouldn't we encourage people who aren't Nazis to be on Twitter? Yeah, there's <laughs> no. I I would say go to the safe space. Also, okay, known currently go to, as go threads. to threads. That's fine. Go to we threads. don't want to encourage. I'm, I'm there. We too. don't want to encourage Elon to keep go to Letterbox. That's my favorite right now. Go to Letterbox. That... It's for movies. Right. We've talked about this yeah, like yeah. 16 times, and every time you come on, you have to explain to me what it is because I it's forget fine. every Worry time. Um, follow me on Instagram and Threads, the only two social media engines that exist. At Dame Galley, Lewis Peisman, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks. I hope you have a crappy crappe <laughs> evening, and you don't noodle even a little bit. I would never. Oh my God. We want to be, you know, support the fish, I guess. Do you think they ate that fish after? No. I hope they let it go. Okay, that's not a great looking fish. On that note, guys, um, thanks for listening, and we will chat with you soon. Bye bye.